Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're revisiting all of his reality shows that only had one season. I'm your host, Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And today, join us as we begin our first episode covering Saddle Ranch. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, <laughs> episode Which aired one. on E, I believe? It, it has an E-like vibe, yeah, yes. Yeah, it was an E. Um, and it aired, this first episode aired April 16th, 2011. Oh, weird, because uh, IMDb said the 17th. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. Well, it could be a typo on my part. You never know. Well, they also um, probably showed it 400 times in those two days, so. <laughs> right. And this episode is called Grabbing the Bull by the Horns. Which um, did not make a lot of sense to me after watching the episode. I'm not sure quite why it was called that, but okay. I think I think episode titles are just like, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> they just are like required to give it one or they think it's like an interesting hook. I don't know. I would have called it Bitches Be Crazy. Or like Sunset versus Universal or, you yeah. know, Universal gets stripped. Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, if anything would have been better than grabbing the bull by the horns and would have yeah. made more sense. But yeah, we'll take um, what we have. Yeah. So this, I mean, obviously a first episode is a bit more fast paced. Um, so I feel like I have a lot of notes for not a lot of action. It's just because they introduced so many people. Also, I would like to say officially that this show walked so Vanderpump Rules could run. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, especially based on the tension between the females in the yep. show already. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, um, so let's dive in a little bit. So obviously Saddle Ranch is this like famous saloon bar on the Sunset Strip. Um, you know, they do this like flashy intro all about Hollywood and how everybody wants to go there and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and everybody comes to Saddle Ranch to get blown away. That's what they say. Um, I, it's just like everybody who works there is dressed like Brett Michaels and I'm going to really struggle with that. They all are required to wear different color bandanas, like across their forehead. Um, we've got some very interesting outfits happening. Um, well, and restaurant wise, now that I think about it, I feel like Coyote Ugly walked. So Saddle Ranch could run. Yes. Saddle Ranch was born out of the popularity of Coyote Ugly, I believe. We should look that up because I wondered, I wonder how old Saddle Ranch is. Um, I don't know. I mean, it was very of the moment in like the late aughts, like right before this was filmed. And wasn't Coyote Ugly like early 90s? I mean, late 90s? Um, yeah. I'm just curious, like chicken or the Because the, <laughs> the Coyote Ugly, the movie came out in 2000. Okay. Um, let's see. I want to know. Sorry, guys. Things I should have looked up. Oh, around the same time, 1999. Is when Saddle Ranch opened? Yeah. Yeah. So if Coyote Ugly was a thing, like, especially in New York, like in the early to mid 90s and the movie was born. So I think Saddle Ranch was just like the West Coast equivalent. They were like, we're going to jump on this kind of like sexy, hip, expensive cowboy bar theme and run with it. Yeah, they sure did. And we should also clarify that the full name is Saddle Ranch Chop House. Yes, that's <laughs> correct. It is Saddle Ranch Chop House. In case you guys are wondering what they serve at the Saddle Ranch, it's meat. It's a lot of meat. Meat and giant 
mart metal martini glasses full of cotton candy that I so I went through their menu today. Like I went on, I looked oh, up for you. Okay. menu Let's online. Hear about it. And because I needed to know if they still have the thing. And it is, yes, it's under the dessert menu. It's called the Cotton Candy Tower. It is $11.99. Not just your ordinary cotton candy. Our giant signature sweet, soft, and fluffy cotton candy is a delightful treat that will melt in your mouth. Not to be confused with the Cotton Candy Carnival, which is $16.99, which is the tower accompanied by freshly baked chocolate chip cookies, fresh strawberries, and vanilla bean whipped cream. Okay. But you guys, it's a monstrosity. Like it is a metal martini glass. I don't know what it says. Look, what does it look like? It's like well over a foot high. I would say at least eight inches wide. And then filled more than a foot high full of fucking cotton candy. I mean, like towering over people at the bar. Yeah, there's another menu monstrosity that I catch that I caught later. Um, okay. <laughs> And I don't know. I mean, it's just, it looks like an Outback Steakhouse, but it's not Australian. It's American. And like 100%. every, and every entree comes with like a little cast iron thing of s'mores on the side. Did you catch that? Oh, well, that's also on the dessert menu. Um, <laughs> okay. It got cut off in my screenshot. Roast your own s'mores platter, $11.99. Roast your own oh. s'mores at one of our outdoor campfire pits. A large platter of marshmallows, graham crackers, chocolate bars, and caramel and chocolate sauces with a sprinkling of powdered sugar. Great. Yeah. Um, so as they're sort of talking about how cool Hollywood is and how everybody wants to hang out at Saddle Ranch, <laughs> sure. Um, they also introduce the eight people who are going to be profiled on this show, like the servers, the hosts, the bartenders. Um, some of them have little introductions about like who they are and what they're into. Some of them don't. Um, so we have Rob with two B's, R-O-B-B. We have mm -hmm. Taylor, who is the head host, we learn soon after. And I believe Taylor says he wants to be an actor. We have Noah. All I remember about Noah is that he's got the big plugs in his earlobes. He's the barback. He's the head barback. Okay, head barback. We've got Cameron with a K. We've got Dave. We have Rachel, um, who is, I don't remember what she says about herself, but she's gonna be the resident bitch, I think, is as we see later. We've got Cassie with the C, and then we've got Nancy, N-A-N-C-E-E. -E. Yes. <laughs> That's a tough one. And someone's a dancer. Was it Cassie? I think it's Cassie. I think. Okay. Does it matter? <laughs> no. Great. Um, so those are not the only people we meet in like the first three minutes of the show either. Those are just the ones that get sort of like name cards. And apparently this is our main cast, but I will defer to you on that since you've watched this before. Okay. Well, I also watched this 12 years ago and only watched it once. So okay. I do not remember a ton about it. Um, I do know that like some of the other people that we can introduce is Candy, the manager. She's in yes. it a lot. Yep. Um, I was able to follow her on Twitter. I, I think she looks like she still works at Saddle Ranch. Like she's still working there. Okay. Um, Greg, who was, who was Greg? I can't even remember who Greg he's, was now. He's the assistant manager. Oh, the assistant manager. And then Larry Pollock, who is the owner. Oh man. Okay. Well, when I start doing deep dives, I will focus on the eight main people, but we might have some asides about these other cast members too. We have 10 episodes, so we're going to lean in and get to know these people first before we start detailing them. Um, 
So the episode starts and Larry is on his way. And they are acting like the scene in Devil Wears Prada where Miranda Priestly is on her way upstairs. <laughs> like everybody's on their radios and they're like, Larry's coming, Larry's coming, Larry's coming. Everybody's running around. And this guy, this, this guy, you see a Rolls Royce slowly pull into the parking lot. And we find out that there are three rules or like three areas that Larry judges people on who work at Saddle Ranch. The first is sales. The second is guest services. I feel like you should probably reverse those. but um, And then the third is policies and procedures. They seem to have a lot of those. Um, and they have, ex he has extremely high standards. And then we watch Larry get out of his Rolls Royce his his outfit was triggering for me it was hard <laughs> um i would 10 10 bang him he 100 percent is dressed like he came straight from an affliction runway show yes yes um so his pants are so flared and they are dragging all over the parking lot and i believe they are covering like a pointy toed boot Oh, they 100% were. And they were yeah. either, I couldn't tell. I don't think they were diesel because I couldn't see the little thing on the front pocket. So I'm guessing true religion. I was going to say, I think they're true religion. Yeah. Because the pockets were just very embellished. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the managers, Candy and Greg, greet him and they shake his hand, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, Especially given that we know Candy has apparently worked there for a long time. Like they've not met him before. Um. So anyway, they greet him and they shake his hand and then he walks them outside to just take a look at the outdoor decor, for lack of a better word. And he points to a mannequin who looks like it's on like hanging out of a, you know, window on the second floor or like, you know, somehow. Well, so we should the say the whole floor. restaurant looks almost like an attraction at an amusement park from the outside. It's like stucco and it looks like a like a house from the Old West, sort of like a it, stucco it, adobe. It looks like Frontierland at Disney World. A hundred percent. And so I believe yeah. that she was supposed to be like a lady of ill repute, like hanging out on the balcony. Right. Um, and he lets them know that one of, is it one of her necklaces or one of the straps of her dress has fallen off her fake shoulder? Fuck if I know. I think it was a strap of her dress, but they showed the picture and I'm like, what? I can't even tell. Like she was wearing a boa. She had other shit going on. Like I yeah. was like, I, I don't even see what you're referring to, Larry, but whatever. Also, this is not a model. This is a mannequin who's attached <laughs> to the building out front. Like that's okay. Um, it, it has to go through, well, not like it's windy and rainy that much in California, but like it's subject to, to the elements. And uh, I mean. Yeah. Who's, who's climbing a ladder every day to check the straps on the mannequin? <laughs> well, I also meant to tell you, I was, when I was trying to find Larry's Twitter, which I could not, I did find a, like, you know, one of those, like it's called PQ or you can kind of, like find people online to pay for it. Uh -huh. <laughs> this is definitely him because it's Larry Pollock, age 59, Westminster, California. Like all of that tracks the age, everything. Um, and it says also known as Dragon Lord 1960. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm intrigued now, by that. Now I did look up <laughs> Dragon Lord 1960 on Twitter and there was nothing. So I couldn't find anything, but. Um, I thought that was pretty funny, but I feel like it has to be him because the only other one I could find was in Sherman Oaks and 70 and he definitely wouldn't be 70 right now. So. Okay. Interesting. 
So anyway, Larry is telling the managers that he wants the exterior to look perfect at all times, even the parking lot. So then Larry goes inside and he pulls aside Dave, who is just a server, I guess. Yes, Dave's a server. Okay. I, and also, I think he like sells merch. <laughs> like a lot of yeah. times he's in the like merch area of the restaurant. Yeah, I've noticed he's standing behind a booth a lot. Yeah. Um, and Dave is cute. He kind of looks like someone they would cast on a TV show. Like he looks like he could be on the real world or whatever. Um, so he said that he was trying to avoid Larry at all costs. And I'm, I'm team Dave. I feel like when a manager like that comes, <laughs> that's what you do. You just stick to your business and stay out of his way. And then he says, Larry asks Dave, do you have your 10 commandments? And apparently they're supposed to carry around these 10 commandments of saddle ranch service at all times. An laminated card in their pocket. Yes. Um, and he quizzes Dave and says, what's number three? And Dave says, uh, be a team player. And he's right. Well, I can tell you all the commandments because I freeze framed the TV and wrote them all down. So let's, buckle let's up, it. everybody. Here we go. These are the 10 commandments of Saddle Ranch, if you're an employee. And the grammar is all them. I'm just going to say that up front because some of them make <laughs> sense in the grammatical, grammatical terms and some do not. Um, so number one, be on time and in proper uniform. Number two, treat every guest like royalty. Make every guest a regular. Three, be a team player. Four, this was my favorite one because it made me laugh. Four, proper, properly greet and suggestively sell to every guest. <laughs> that makes it sound like, hey, big boy. No, I <laughs> Want me in that... a burger? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you don't think that's what it means? I mean, I would think like sexual harassment wise, they couldn't, I think it just means like upsell, but they, the way it's worded makes it sound like use sex as a weapon. Um, <laughs> five is, and this is the one that didn't make sense to me grammatically, proper drink and food order points. Like, what does that even mean? Say it again. Proper drink and food order points. They said something about points later in the episode. I wonder if that has to do with their ordering system or something. Maybe, but it confused me. Um, oh, so you know what I bet it is? I bet it's like points in the in the restaurant US. where you order different things. Yeah, like the but point that of service machine, like maybe. the point of service. Yeah, it was just worded weird. It is. Um, six always card and never over serve i can guarantee you the never over serve is not followed as we will see later in the season uh -huh. um seven pre-bus bus and clean your section eight buying shots drinks appetizers and desserts to build regulars so i'm guessing like giveaway free stuff um nine only promote saddle ranch saddle ranch 10 no sales service or consumption of alcohol after hours um Oh, and that's it. That's 10. That's all 10. Interesting. Don't promote Saddle Ranch outside of Saddle Ranch? No, 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 no. Only promote Saddle Ranch at Saddle Ranch, which means you can't, meaning you can't promote other stuff in Saddle Ranch. So like no oh, promoting oh. other clubs, bars, whatever at Saddle Ranch. Gotcha. Okay. So those I are the 10 commandments. Everyone memorize them. There will be a quiz <laughs> later. I thought, I thought he meant he was treating it like Fight Club. Like you can only no. talk about it when you're at Saddle Ranch. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. Well, thank you for writing those down. Um, so then Larry takes the managers outside and wants to have a little chat with them. 
And Candy says that when Larry wants to meet with you, there's only something wrong or another huge project he's about to like drop in your lap. So Larry says that they have so many employees that are doing great. And I like that Dave is like spying behind a curtain. <laughs> he's like trying to listen. <laughs> um, and, but then Larry says that some of the staff aren't 100% Saddle Ranch material. Um, and he wants to make sure that everybody is. So this is where we find out that Larry is going to shake things up a little bit. And he's going to bring in three of the top performers at the Universal location. And it is in adjacent the valley. in the valley to adjacent to Universal Studios. So he wants to challenge the Sunset employees. And, you know, he says it's shape up or ship out. Make it happen. So that's this is the drama. This, this is the drama. Happen. This is how they're creating drama. And it is interesting. I mean, I, the restaurants would have two very different vibes because I'm sure the Valley is all tourists from Universal. And I'm sure Sunset is after the show tourists. But before that, I think it was more like a CNB scene kind of place. And interestingly enough, when I was doing some Googling today to follow people on Twitter and whatever to get ready, um, when I put in Saddle Ranch into Google, one of the first things that came up was like, do influencers still hang out at Saddle Ranch? Is it still cool? And apparently it still is. Yeah, I think it, I think it kind of is. I was surprised. Um, so Candy breaks it to the staff. I'm sorry. My dog is <laughs> chewing a bone against the closed door. Very sorry. Candy approaches the staff um, and she tells them that the Universal staff are coming. And Dave says that Universal is fine but the original spot is Hollywood. And he, what does he say? Does he say it's bullshit or does he say, does he say and the my notes, I just put that Dave cusses at candy and I forgot exactly what, Me too. what derogatory um, cuss word he used, but. Oh, this is where she says points. She says, watch your language. Maybe you'll be the first one to lose some points. That's another one. Oh. I honestly wouldn't surprise me if they operate on some like, you know, bullshit point system with their staff for sales and stuff. And like, you know, that's why they kind of put them against one another. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. So this is where we learn some information about the universal saddle, saddle ranch. Um, and it is a hundred percent different. And so we meet Rob, right? He's yep. going, okay. And he says, everybody thinks they're famous. At the one in LA. Okay. He, it, he was talking about the difference between the two. And he was like, the one at Universal is chill. Everyone likes each other. Everyone gets along. They make a lot of money. Everything's great. And he was yeah. like, everyone at the one in Sunset Strip, everyone thinks they're famous. They're all bitchy. Like, they think their shit doesn't stink. Like, blah. Yeah. Yada, yada, yeah. yada. Yeah. So then we also meet their general manager, Jackie. And she is sending over Rob, Cassie, and Cameron. And Rob is a bartender, Cameron is a bartender, Cassie is a shot girl. Yes. Um, and so they're all not that psyched about it. I will I will put that out there. Um, well, I don't blame them because quite frankly, if I work somewhere and I was the top performer at that place, making a ton of money and like ruling the roost, I wouldn't. And Rob even says this, like we're going to go be small fish in a very big pond. Like it's, you know, it's like, you're not getting the best shifts. You're not gonna make up as much money. You're losing all your regulars from your other spot. Like I'd yeah. be pissed about it too, because um, they don't really say much about Rob, but Cameron was the number one seller at Universal. Yeah. Well, and also like if your location is known for being nicer and more laid back and you're a top performer there, I wouldn't want to haul my ass to Hollywood either. No. Yeah. Um, 
So then once they realize they're going over to um, the sunset location, we get a brief scene of Rob and Cameron in Rob's pool, I guess. Yes. Um, and so they said that they had a lot of chemistry, but the ship sailed. And then there's this weird exchange where Rob says, Cameron, we've cuddled a hundred times and have never touched each other. And he adds, if you touched my wiener, I would vomit. Oh, I thought he said dick. Did he say wiener? He said wiener. He said wiener? Yeah. And then she says, but maybe you'd vomit in a good way. Which made me laugh. Um, and then they say that they're super buds and they fight like brother and sister. And she asks if she can pee in his pool. And he says, please don't. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So then we go back to the sunset location and it's on, you guys. Like it's We are here for a night of service at Saddle Ranch. And everybody is all in a huff because the newbies are coming. So there's Nancy. Um, they're coming in on our turf. There's Noah who says there's going to be a little battle here. Rob is the first one to show up and he needs to meet with Candy first. Then Cameron arrives and Cameron and Rob hug, you know, not when they're on the floor, you know, when they are upstairs talking to Candy, they say hello and they hug. And Candy, the first thing she says is no hugging at Saddle Ranch, high fives only. Candy, girl. I guarantee you it's an HR thing. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then Cassie shows up last and she says that Sunset is more stuck up. And then all of these little bitches at the merch booth or the host stand or whatever the hell it is, they are so mean. And they say, like, we're fine with not being liked. And Cassie walks by them and they look her up and down with, like, such disgust. And I'm sorry, they all look the exact same to me. Yep. They're, like, they're judging her for, like, what, her jean skirt and her bandana when they're all wearing the exact same outfit. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Also, for some reason that I have yet to figure out, um, Sunset is very brunette heavy and Universal seems to be very blonde heavy. And you'd yeah. think it'd be the opposite. I was a little confused by that. Yeah. Well, so you guys just need to know they all look the same. Yeah. Like there, I, there's nothing to, for one woman to, I mean, women can always judge other women. What am I saying? But like <laughs> the fact that they're judging her jeans or her fishnet tights or her bent, it's ridiculous because they're all wearing them. It's just, it's very odd. So then Rachel charges in and they, I think the little brats at the stand are, they're trying to get Rachel psyched up for this. And they say, oh and for God. those of you who haven't seen this and won't be watching along with us, Rachel, in my opinion, is if like Stassi and Kristen had a baby. But she looks like Kat Von D. Yeah. Yeah. Like Stassi and Kristen merged together in Kat Von D's body. Yes. Yep. Yeah. She she's real mean. Yeah. She's real mean, but she's also, I think, smarter than Kristen, which is why I'm giving her the little bit of a Stasi. Okay. With a hint of Stasi. Okay. But yeah, she's a real cunt. <laughs> yeah, she really is. Yeah. So then, you know, people say like, oh, you don't mess with Rachel. And so then she charges upstairs too. Oh, we should also say Rachel's head bartender. Okay. She's the head bartender at Saddle Ranch. At Sunset, yeah. I mean, so, at, at Sunset, yeah. So she charges upstairs and kind of like butts into this meeting with the Universal people because it wasn't a bartender's meeting. It was very weird. 
Um, and they, um, Cassie immediately says that she's intimidating. And then Rachel just sort of says, like, what are you doing in these parts? It's like, girl, you know what they're doing. They already yeah. announced what they're doing. And so then Candy tells them whoever sells the most tonight will have bar two tomorrow night. Which I'm assuming is the biggest money-making bar in the place. It must be because they yeah. start fighting over it immediately. Um, so I thought originally she was telling Rachel and Rob that they were going to be competing, but it was Rachel and Cameron. Yep. But Rob is a bartender too, right? Rob is a bartender too, but Rachel is the head bartender and number one moneymaker at Sunset. And Cameron, I don't know if she was the head bartender at Universal, but she was the number one moneymaker. So they're pitting the two number one moneymakers at both locations against each other, which is a nonsensical bullshit competition because Rachel has a huge advantage because she's worked there for a long time and has regulars. Like, it doesn't make sense. Also, why would you put two of your best bartenders on the same bar, spread them out? Yeah. How about about that? Um, And this is where my note in all caps says, I fucking hate the bandanas. I just, I can't take it. It's like they wear them across the forehead, like the older brother in Goonies wears his like sweatband. And like on some of the women, it's like pushing their eyebrows. It's just, it's, it's too rock of love for me. I can't, I can't do it. Um, so they talk about how Rachel, Rob says that Rachel's very cute and that she's hot. And Cameron's like, oh, you would. And he's like, uh, for all I know, she hates me. And I'm going to go with the latter. Um, <laughs> And so then Rob and Noah are apparently friends. They run into each other and he's like, hey, what are you doing here? And they have a nice exchange. And at least we know there are some friendly people around here. And Rob feels relieved that at least he says he has somebody on his team. Oh, and I thought it was pretty funny, too, because he went in for a hug. And Rob was like, no hugging at Saddle Ranch. Oh, I didn't miss that. (laughs) Yeah, he went in for a hug. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, we're not allowed to hug here, I thought. Oh, okay. Um, But then Noah is actually very nice and introduces himself to Cassie and Cameron. So Noah gets a few points in my book. Is a little silly to me because Rob says that he and Noah are very good friends for years and outside of the the bar. And he doesn't know Cassie and Cameron already, or at least Cameron. Like they're supposed to be best buds. He and Cameron, you'd think if he and Noah were so tight that they would have hung out that whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Noah just earned points in my book for not being a bitch like everybody else. Yeah. Noah's good. Yeah. So then Cameron looks a little lost behind this bar because it's not her usual bar. This is another location. She doesn't know where everything is. It's like when you cook the same meal in someone else's kitchen, it's different. It doesn't always track one-to-one. And so Candy's giving her like the, you know, the rundown behind the bar. And Cameron says, well, I don't want Rachel to show me anything. And then Rachel comes over and like peeps over her shoulder and says, do you need to know where the quarters are? Like to make change, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, so then Rachel Well, and then she just like throws some in the till. Yeah. Like in and, a register. Right. And so then we get this little montage of Rachel doing what Cameron calls cheerleading. And she is she is amping it up. She she is going to earn more points than Cameron. She wants the whole world to know she's being loud, she's pumping her arm, she's doing this, she's doing that. And Cameron says, um, it is the stupidest display I've ever seen. And I would Rachel, not sit anywhere near her bar if I was a customer. Like no, she was annoying AF. Like yeah. it was, I would like be like, I don't want to be anywhere near that shit. 
no, it's really bad. And then Cameron says, like, she's not going to beat me. Um, but there's also no one sitting at Cameron's side of the bar. No, there's Although, not. Is Saddle Ranch famous for being, like, loud like that, though? Is that what people are there for, given the Coyote Ugly connection? 100%. Yes, 100%. It is. But me, personally, no. I would not care for it. But yes, that's what people are there for. Yeah. They're there for, like, cowbell ringing, yelling. Yeah. Oh, hell Like, no. a lot of the... Um, flair bartending like all of that crap with like bottles flying in the air and all that shit yeah no i'm good um but rob is also kind of striking out and he says people don't want to talk to him either um that rachel's kind of dominating so this is where i have my other like menu abomination because we see cassie selling shots to a table and they like call her over for shots and she says red or green Yep. There's, not, there's not even a flavor. It's just red <laughs> or green. Like, could we have gone with like green apple or cherry? Like, no, it's just red <laughs> or green. We don't even know what's in them. And they're not jello shots either. No, they're regular old shots. Uh, oof. Maybe they were like candy apple shots and you can get I, a red apple or a green apple. Like, sure, but gross. Then just say that. Well, maybe she did when she came over. Like, I have candy apple shots. And they're like, we'll have some. And she's like, would you like red or green? I'm just trying to make sense of it. It was so gross. It was so gross. Um, And then we see more of Rachel and Cameron behind the bar. And Rachel Savage. We actually see her, like, elbowing the shit out of Cameron in her lower back as she, like, goes by her. Now, that was Savage. But what I do, she does two. There are three things she does. Two of them, I think, were savage. One of them, I think, honestly, was an accident. So she elbows her in the kidneys. Yeah. <laughs> on purpose. Yeah. Then she spills a beer on her, which to me looks like an accident. Like she pulls the beer from the tap, takes it, and like starts to walk away. And like she's actually bumped by Cameron. So that one, I think, tr- actually was an accident. Um, and she also pours a, like a whole bunch of grenadine in her ice so that Cameron has to have the bar back come over and switch out all of her ice and clean out the ice container. Yes. So I would agree that the beer spill could be taken as accidental, except that she tries to own it like it wasn't. Oh, 100%. It, a hun- yeah. She tries to own it like it wasn't. Um, of course, Cameron would think it was on purpose because of all the way she's being being a bitch to her. But when I watched it, and I actually rewound it a couple times, yeah. Um, I do think it was an accident that she was just like taking ownership over and being like, ah, I poured a drink on her. And I'm like, no, you were just actually being clumsy. I think the biggest fuck you is actually the grenadine in the ice because that's not only 100%. about Cameron. That no. m- now you've involved your bar bags, maybe like the kid who grabs all the ice for you, someone has to drain it, hose it down. Like that is just so. And I'm glad that later when Candy gives them both a talking to that Candy says like, well, now you just slowed down thing for slowed down things for a whole chain of people all the way down to a guest. And also, I'm sorry, bitch, but if you do that to me, I'm going to come use your ice. Yeah. Until it's fixed. I'm going to walk my ass to your side of the bar and use your ice. Yeah. Period. End of story. Yeah. Um, Um, What does Cameron do back to her? She dumps a beer on her when she's bent over, basically. Yeah. Like, like literally throws it all over her back, which good for her. I mean, honestly, if somebody did that to me over the course of a couple hours of meeting me and dumped grenadine in my ice and elbowed me in the kidneys, I would be that livid too. It's well, not- and the way they filmed it, they made the grenadine thing happen after Cameron retaliated, but who uh, knows what order it actually okay. happened in. Okay. Um, 
So then Rob says that they're like two bulls with female parts. <laughs> um, and Cameron still says that there are just tumbleweeds at her bar. Like it's just not crowded. And Cassie, sweetheart Cassie, says, well, I'm going to go get you customers. And she goes like all the way up to the front of the restaurant and just like looks for customers who are only looking for drinks and walks them all the way to Cameron's bar. And is like, Cameron's the best. Sit here, blah, blah, blah. Which was very sweet of her. Yeah. So then Cameron calls Rachel a bitch to a customer. And the customer tells Rachel. <laughs> and then Rachel says, do me a favor, complain to the manager. I 10,000% think that was entirely producer driven. I'm sure it was. Yeah. Cameron, don't be dumb. Rachel, don't dish it out and be the one who tattles. Yeah. That's no. a bad look. Yeah. I didn't like it. Didn't like it. The whole thing is just very messy. Um, and so then Cameron tells Rob, like, you won't believe what she just did. She had a customer get the manager to like wrap me out. And Rob walks by her. Rob walks by Rachel and says, grow up, dude. Rethink your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Like, if you're going to yeah. be if you're going to be the queen bee bitch, don't also be the one who runs to mom. No. Yeah. Stand by it. Um, so then <laughs> Cameron had a funny line when she talks about her first shift at sunset. She goes, hasn't been a real sunset over here. <laughs> <laughs> that I feel like that should have been the episode title. That would have been a good title. That would have been a very good title. We should choose our own. So then at the end of the night, Cameron and Rachel meet with Candy, which I've already alluded to. And Cameron says, I already know, you know, that Rachel outsold me. It's fine. And she doesn't have any regulars yet. And then Rachel says, well, there are no excuses at sunset. Ugh. And then we talk about the bitch. Well, issue. actually, Candy says, Rachel, what do we say about excuses? And that's uh, what Rachel says, there are no excuses at sunset. God, I hate this work environment. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then we talk about the bitch incident. And Candy says, like, this is basically grounds for termination. And Cameron says, well, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus. I apologize. I did say it. Like, she owns it. Yeah. And she says, that said, Rachel threw grenadine in my ice. And she did all these things to me. And then Rachel says, I did throw grenadine in her ice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she says, and Candy says, well, to both of you, we're talking about sales right now. But it also matters how you treat each other. Well, and Candy says, like, you know, Rachel, that yeah. lost, like, customers couldn't get their drinks. Like, a barback had to get involved. Like, a lot of, like, that wasn't just being mean to Cameron. Like, you were screwing everybody with that. Yeah. And then Rachel said, and then Candy also says to Cassie, um, or Cameron, I'm sorry. She says, well, Cameron, if you don't, you're going to, Rachel's going to be in bar two. You're going to be in bar three. If your sales don't improve, we're going to make Cassie a bartender. And we're going to make you the shot girl. Now, this is the most nonsensical business move in the history of business moves. So you take your number one performer at another location, bring them to a new location, give them one day, maybe two days, and say, if you don't get your shit together, we're demoting you. to. Sh I mean, you're no. going to lose your best employee. Like, this is so stupid. You would send her back to Universal, and that's it. Yeah. 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 I know. And Cameron is offended. And she's like, she says not to anybody, but in her confessional, she says, I'm not going to be a shot girl. Yeah. She's like, I'll quit. Right. 
Yeah. And also, how and do you know that Cassie can bartend? She doesn't even make those shots herself. She picks them up from the bar and puts them in a little holster. Yeah. Or, I don't or, know. God. But this season coming up on Saddle Ranch, a <laughs> uh, lot of fighting, a lot, uh-huh. of, a lot of hair pulling, mm-hmm. a pregnancy. Uh huh. Pregnancy an- scare. We don't know if there's actual pregnancy. Okay. An engagement, mm-hmm. a breakup, and somebody gets fired. Yep. I'm that's so just playing the odds. We have 10 episodes. That's like a major event. Every episode I'm here for it. (laughs) Yeah. My notes for the uh, season upcoming said fighting, fucking pregnancy scare proposals and termination. Yeah. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Well, yeehaw. Yeah. Buckle up. We're in for a wild ride. Sure are. Well, that's all I got. Yeah, me too. Well, we hope that you guys are enjoying Saddle Ranch as much as we are, whether you're watching along with us or just listening. And we will be back in about two weeks with episode two. Hope you're all having a wonderful January. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at franklymarebb at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareB. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>